This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. What's up, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Cheyenne Lene, a.k.a. Motor City Oprah, a.k.a. Carmel Apple Shy. And we are here for episode 13 of Views from the Thick podcast. And um, this is actually kind of like a part two of an episode. I believe it may have been episode six. I have to go back and see what episode number. I can't recall. But um, I really wanted to revisit this issue because um, May, of course, we know it's Urban Podcast Month, but also May is... (laughs) It is um, Mental Health Awareness Month as well. So I definitely wanted to retouch back on that topic because I know previously when I had went to an event um, about mental health, specifically for black women, I got a lot of really good feedback, so many different messages, emails and everything um, in regards to people stating that, um, you know, they were happy that I did the episode and, you know, it made them feel more... um, it made them feel better and more open to, you know, discuss it with people. You know, I even got people that I barely even knew discussing some of their issues with me. So I was happy that I was able to kind of like open the door and make people feel more comfortable discussing mental health because I do, you know, as I always say, it's a topic that we really don't discuss enough. And so I wanted to revisit that. And however, previously on that episode, um, I was it was just me by myself. And I just kind of like reflecting on the event that I had went to and um, my thoughts and the things that I had went to. So I said, you know, when I revisited the topic, I had to bring in a guest. So I have a guest in the studio today and I want her to introduce herself, please. Hey, guys. um, My name is Jasmine. I am the founder of a nonprofit called Detroit Reflections. We are a new organization here in the city and we are geared to um, helping people get more informed about mental health and self-care because they do go hand in hand. Our Instagram is Detroit underscore reflections. My website is www.detroitreflections.org. And my personal email for Detroit Reflections is detroitreflections at yahoo.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming through today, Jasmine. And also, this is a very special episode for me because also, if you don't know, uh, Jasmine is my sister. And so um, today, this is a very special episode because um, she has um, an activity for the month of May, which is, the it's of course, Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's the 31-day Anti-Anxiety Challenge. And today being, uh, what is today, day six um, of the challenge, uh, today's activity is Do Something New. And with that being said, um, you know, as adults and, you know, we go through life and everything, we all have our separate lives and our responsibilities and things like that going on. We haven't really gotten a chance to really sit down and discuss our issues with mental health. So this can kind of be like, you know, both of our um, activities for today as far as doing something new. So um, in order to, you know, start off the episode, of course, we typically do the Shy Five. So this week's Shy Five, of course, I want to stay with the theme of uh, mental health and self-care. So I just wanted to know what are like five self-care activities that you do? Okay, so my number one self-care activity is that I pray. But Mm -hmm. I pray differently. Like, I mean, not differently, but I don't necessarily have to get on my knees or bow my head, but I pray out loud. And I tell people to pray out loud all the time because it actually helps. And people think I'm talking to myself all the time, but I talk to God the way that I would talk to my friends or whatever. And I found out that actually hearing myself talk to him, it it helps a lot better. So that would be my first one. Number two is I journal. If you do not have a journal, please get one. It helps. I know it, it, me and women, children, whoever, if you don't have one, please get one. I love to do that. Mm-hmm. Third, I would say music, anything dealing with music. Music is definitely an outlet. We was just discussing um, discussing J. Cole, and right now I am feeling him, okay? I think I know the <laughs> whole album, and it just came out because I've been listening to it so much. Uh, What's that, three? Mm-hmm. Four, I know number on day... Day three, it was the coloring book. Um, That's something new that I'm getting into, but I actually enjoyed it, and I've Mm -hmm. actually almost colored my whole coloring book since I've got the book. It's just relaxing and something different, so I'm kind of getting into that one. And lastly, I would say the last self-care thing that I do is just taking a day. You are, you know, we all have responsibilities. I'm a parent. I'm a student. 
I'm an employee. So, you know, we all have a lot going on. So just taking a day, whether it be Monday, Tuesday, or a weekday, weekend, whatever it is, I just take a day and kind of do for myself, turn my phone off or ignore my kid, whatever it is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just taking a day. So I think that would be my last my last one. Okay. So my uh, five um, self-care activities, I would say, is um, number one, uh, music. Like anything that involves music, like I just love music. It's my life. So it will be something as just um, turning on some music, like listening to a new artist or album or something like that, or creating a playlist. Like that's pretty much like a lot of where my playlists come from on Apple Music is that, you know, when I'm trying to um, just get my thoughts together, I'm like, you know, whatever type of mood I'm in or something like that, I'm like, hey, I should create a playlist for this or whatever. And then that's what, that's what I do. So that's Number one. Second is journal. Um, I started journaling like this year. I think it was probably like the end of last year, this year. And it definitely has um, helped writing down my thoughts because I used to be the person that um, everybody would come to me and talk to me about their issues. But I never was the one to reach out and talk to people about my stuff. So um, in order for me to like take baby steps to get there, I'm like, you know, I just start like writing down my stuff. So I've um, I've started journaling. Also, um, that that's two. So focusing um, more so on my brand. Uh, when I start to like get clouded thoughts and things like that, I try to like focus on like, okay, what's my next step? Like, what do I want to do like next? As you know, myself and the views from the thick name, as and also like the whole Motor City Oprah thing and things like that. Like, I start to um, reflect on what got me here what almost didn't get me here and things like that. So I try to like use that energy and channel it towards something positive and start thinking of, you know, how can I, you know, what do I want to do next? Like, what am I, you know, what's my next idea or things like that. So I use that a lot. And also to um, meditation. I just started um, meditation because I know it was one of the activities for this week, but it definitely helped a lot. Like when I did it, I was like, I really, really like this like I never I always kind of like thought like oh you know meditation might be might be something I can do but then I was like I don't know if it's really for me so then one night because I had noticed like the last couple nights prior I had been having issues falling asleep so I was like you know I'm gonna try like a meditation activity and I simply just went on YouTube and I found like some it was like bedtime meditation or something like that and I tell you like that was the best night of sleep I had had in a long time yeah it, it definitely helped me a lot and also, too, like, I'll go out to eat by myself. Like, I will use that time and um, chill. Like, I like to go to Qdoba. That's, like, one of my favorite places. I typically go, like, on a Sunday. That would be, like, my little time to myself before my kids come home because my kids are typically gone on the weekends. And I go to Qdoba maybe, like, mid-afternoon, sit there. I order my food. I eat in there. And then I, um, I usually don't um, have my phone on or anything. I just sit there look outside the window, enjoy my meal, and just that's usually, like, my my time. So those are some of my um, self-care activities that I like to do. So also, um, with that being said, since uh, it was actually um, episode eight that was um, Mental Health is Wealth when I last spoke about mental health. So um, since that time has passed, I actually went to another event um, put on by uh, my sister's couch, and that was the name of the organization in that event. It was at the end of April, and it was focusing on um, self-care, and we did, like, some self-care activities and things, and we created a candle. And it was crazy because, like, the girl who was actually there that um, that was uh, putting on the activity for us to create the candle, um, I actually went to middle school with her. She went to Debson. Really? Yeah, cool. and her name, Courtney Peck. And she was in my grade. Okay. And it was crazy because when she was up there, she was talking. And I was like, wow, you never know, like, who's going through what and, you know, different things like that. So that was really cool. And um, that event was, again, an amazing event. And um, they it really made me feel good that, you know, there are people in our community that, you know, want to help us, you know, overcome those right. obstacles and stuff like that with mental health. So definitely um, – Definitely shout out to them and, you know, whatever events they may have, I will try to attend again in the future. So as far as Detroit Reflections, like, tell me a little bit about that. Like, what um, what exactly does that name mean? 
Okay, so Detroit Reflections started, I actually created it last year, but mm-hmm. 2017 was just terrible for me. Absolutely terrible. Me as and well. I I didn't know who I was. I didn't know if I was coming or going. I didn't know like up or down. Nothing was in balance. So with um Detroit Reflections, I just kind of started seeing like everybody in the city is kind of going through the same thing, but nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody is angry, everybody is hurting from whatever it is, but nobody wants to take a step back and reflect on themselves. Everybody wants to change the next person, but nobody mm-hmm. wants to reflect and say, okay, I got to change myself first. Right. And if everybody changes their self first, eventually the community will start changing as a whole. Exactly. So that's where it kind of came from. And again, in the black community, I've been told so many times that anxiety and depression is not a, a black person's disease. And it's like, what? You know, mm-hmm. how can you even fix your lips to say something like that? And so I know with my own experiences, I've always suffered from anxiety and depression, but I've always had a lid on it because I have two amazing grandparents. And, you know, they kept me grounded whenever I felt like I needed that void to be filled or whenever I felt empty, I could go over to my my grandparents' house and sit and kick it and I'd be good. Mm -hmm. Well, last year, you know, we lost both of them. Right. So it was like, what do I do? Where do I go? You know, not only did I lose my grandmother in March, October, I turned around and lost my grandfather too. So it was like, how do I come up from rock bottom because at that point I had literally hit rock bottom. I wasn't going to work. I couldn't get out of bed. My house was a mess. I didn't have have any energy for Jace. I didn't have energy for nothing. My attitude was terrible. Mm. And I say that Detroit Reflections birthday is actually 3-27-18, which was the day after Jace's birthday party. And it was because I was just so exhausted, and I and I looked at myself the day of Jay's birthday party, and I looked terrible. My hair wasn't combed. I just was tired, ripping and running, work, school, trying to do everything at one time. My body had physically shut down, and at that moment, I knew like, this not me. This is this not me. I was tired of being angry. I was tired of letting anger and depression and all of that rule me and take over me. So I was like, okay, you got to get up and do something. You mm-hmm. got a six-year-old, five-year-old. Right. You know, he can't, he has to depend on you for that energy. And when I saw that it was starting to affect him, it was like, okay, you got to do something. And Detroit yeah. Reflections was kind of a way for me to channel some of that energy. I'm not a person that likes to share. I'm very closed off. I'll help and lend a, and lend a ear and my advice to everyone around me. But when it comes to me, I'll shut down and I'll tell you I'm okay and I'll smile and and inside I'll be dying. Mm-hmm. But Detroit Reflections was kind of has been forcing me to share. And now that I'm starting to share, I feel a whole lot better. From 32718 until now, if you look through my pictures on Facebook or if you look through my Instagram, you'll see a totally different person. A totally, a totally different person. If I feel like I did a 360, and I feel like it's a change that's going to stay. I don't feel like it's nothing that's temporary or something that, you know, okay, I'm going to let get myself back down because I've already been at the bottom. Right. I've been at the lowest point I feel like I possibly could ever get to. And on God, I'll never go back. I'll never right. let myself get back there. And Detroit Reflections, I feel like, won't allow me to get back there either. Mm-hmm. And I just want people to know that it's okay We're all struggling. We all are going through, you know, different trials and tribulations. But start focusing on yourself and watch how life changed. Stop looking at women. Stop looking for a man to validate you. Men, stop looking for a woman or stop looking for a job or stop looking for somebody to always tell you congratulations or you did it. Start telling yourself that. When you get up every morning, start telling yourself positive things and start Putting that energy that you put into everybody else, your kids, your mother, your father, whoever, start putting it into you and watch how just your energy just change. And that's mm-hmm. what I've been doing. And I want other people, you know, and I'm not 100% there. I'm not there at, you know, at all. But I'm, right. I'm almost there. I'm getting there. And I feel like I'm at a point now where I got a little muscle, you know, so I can help others. And that's what I really want to do. So many people suffer in silence. Yes. And it's killing us. Yep, absolutely. You know, it's... What really kind of hurt me was there was a guy that I worked with. I worked with him for five years. He came in with at the plant with me, 24 years old, and he committed suicide. Oh, He's wow. been struggling. He had been struggling for it with the depression and anxiety mm-hmm. for a very long time. But that was his end. And 
You know, I don't want, I'm tired of seeing our black men. I'm tired of seeing our, you know what I'm saying, our black women and our kids, you know, feeling like they have to do that or feeling like nobody cares because we do. And we have to embrace that as a community. We have to let our kids, mm-hmm. our men, our women, we have to let them know that it's okay. Like, baby, you right. got this. You good. We all suffering. We all struggling. But we're going to make it. We're going to be all right. And I feel like the community has created a space where we're afraid to talk to people because we don't want to be judged. Yep. We don't want people to be like, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? What she going through ain't real. Like, we see it on a daily. Somebody will make a post on Facebook, and you'll be like, oh, my God, this person just want attention. Yeah. That person really may not want attention. Yeah. That person may need attention. Right. But you you know what I'm saying? So people don't share because they're they're afraid yeah. that they're gonna get ridiculed or I'm gonna be talked about or simply like I did, I don't want people in my business. Exactly. I'm a very private person, very yeah. private. And the thought of somebody knowing even a little bit about my life is kinda like, Oh God, it puts me in a box. Mm-hmm. Even with the the Detroit Reflections thing, I was so scared. My anxiety kept telling me that I couldn't do it, that nobody was going to listen, that nobody was going to like my post or nobody was going to, you know, take part in the Flint Drive or nobody was going to, you know, do the activity. And I've been getting so much love and so much support from it. And you'll never know if you don't try things. Right. So Detroit Reflections is just kind of like a source, an outlet. Like, like you say, even if you don't know me, you know, if you got some things going on, kick it with me. I'm cool. We can kick right. it. We can talk. You know, I'm not a therapist, um, but I'll definitely, I definitely wanted Detroit Reflections to be something for the city to say, okay, at least I know somebody got my back. Yeah, absolutely. And because, too, that's definitely very important because, like, me and my friends, we all uh, talk to each other a lot about our mental health issues, like my two best friends and um, one thing I had learned was a uh, the term accountability partner, which I never really knew exactly what that was. Right. And then when I learned about it, I was like, okay, yeah, that's exactly what, you know, I do for my friends. But at the same time, like you said, even if somebody don't know you, they should, they can definitely reach out to you, you know, because sometimes that exa- that's exactly what you need, a non-biased opinion, like somebody who doesn't know you exactly. and that can't, you know, you won't feel like, oh, you just telling me that because you my friend or you supposed to be on my side or, you know, just somebody that really doesn't know much about you except for what you give them and that's all they know and that's all they can base their opinion on like that definitely has helped me a lot and also you know like you said like last year was I always say was like no matter what happened to me like at you know towards the end of last year and stuff like that like last year was easily like the worst year of my life like my depression and my anxiety and everything was at its absolute worst and it takes for you to be there sometimes for you to realize like that sometimes is your breaking point like some people may be able to catch it before it gets that point like you said some people it may be too late and then also too sometimes it does take like for you to get there like no I need to fix this shit now and that's what it took for me last year um almost around like the same time of year like you said March 27th mine uh was I believe it was like April 1st and um, I just, I remember that whole weekend, like, I remember when I clocked out of work and, like, in my mind, like, I was just so just mentally, like, just done, like, physically done with life. Like, I was just like, I don't even know if I'm going to come back to work right, on right. Monday. Like, I don't even know, like, where my life is headed. Like, that whole weekend, I remember I didn't really talk to nobody on the phone, like, I really wasn't on social media. Like, I just was in bed the whole weekend. Like, I didn't want to do nothing. I'm just, like, I'm just fed up. Like, everything just seemed like it was going wrong. Like, just my whole spirit was off. Like, I just didn't feel like myself. And I was just like, you know what, I'm just, I'm done. Like, I can't can't do this no more. Like, I really just felt like that was just it for me. Like, I couldn't, I didn't even feel like I wanted to be here anymore. Exactly. And so it was just so hard, but it took, I don't know, I I honestly can't even remember what it took for me to be like, no, this this not it. This is not it. And so it just, I don't know. And that's the funny thing, like, it just kind of hits you. Like, you don't really know when you get, you may, you may feel tired. But your mm-hmm. mind and your body knows you better than anything. So it's yeah. kind of hard to even dictate. Because like I said, I wasn't. I kept saying, like, okay, I need to change. I'm going to get it together. But when that switch went off, you know, turned mm-hmm. back on, it just turned back on. And it kind of was yeah. like, okay, let's get it. Let's do it. I'm ready. I don't have yeah. a, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I don't have a tolerance for nothing. If you're not with me trying to help me, you got to go. Yeah. And, you know. So I'm going to try not to get so emotional, y'all, because... 
like I said, me and my sister, we have been like bestest forever. We grew up together, matching outfits, all of that stuff. And so we haven't, this is our first time really kicking it. Like it, it really is our first time kicking it, you know, and me hearing some of the things that she's been going through and her hearing some of the things that, you know, I've been going through. So just kind of bear with me as I go through this because I'm going to try not to get <laughs> yeah. so emotional. Yeah, and then today. also, too, I was really happy to see when you first announced uh, Detroit Reflections and exactly what Detroit Reflections was about because I knew how hard last year had been for you losing, you know, both of them. And so I was just like, you know, I'm really happy to see that, you know, that's why I kept trying to reach out for you, but it, reach out to you. But I feel like, you know, even still as a big sister, I could have done more. Because I know, though, last year was hard for me because I was going through my own stuff. But then I also felt like, you know, my family still on this side is hurting. And I know I can't even imagine, you know, what she's going through. But I do want her to know, like, no matter what, I'm here. And then I was just happy to see because I knew it, it was certain things that you didn't necessarily have to say certain things. I could just feel it, like right. being your sister. Like, I know she's hurting. No matter what she say or what she may do or try to mask it, I know she's hurting. And so... When I saw that you used that and you turned it into Detroit Reflections, like, that made me really happy because I'm like, she recognizes she has, you know, a problem and that she um, she wants to do whatever she can to fix it. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, they don't do that because, you know, you'll when you sit on something for so long, it'll, it'll kill you. Yeah. And it is really hard. And that's the point where I was at last year where I was like, I just, I couldn't take it no more. But then I just, I think one day I just kind of was like, you know what? I have a lot of stuff that I want to do. I haven't even gotten halfway there. You know, I have two children that are depending on me. Like, what what would they do if I'm not here? Exactly. And, you know, I'm like, nobody can replace that. Like, you know, I can't say, like, oh, well, if I'm not around, this person do it. It's like, you know, that's your mother. Like, I, I have to be there for them. Like, I want to be able to – I don't want them to have to tell the story, like, oh, you know, my mama gave up. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I, I don't have my mother anymore. Like, I want them to see, like, oh, you know what? My mother, she went through that. She fought through that because of us. And we were able to help her get through that. And, you know, no matter what, if you feel like you can't um, conquer certain things, you can. Like, my mom went through that. Or, you know, if you need to talk to this person, you can. Or, right. You know, so it – it can, it can definitely, it can be a lot. Like, and then I always be trying to tell people, because I know people right now that are going through stuff and they don't want to admit that, that they have a problem. Yeah. And it's like, you really can't force somebody to talk about it. But I feel like all you can really do, and I tell my friends this all the time, because we'll talk about it like, hey, we know such and such going through this, but they don't want to. I'm like, no, but. I mean, you got to let them, you know, it's like you have to be close, but yet be distant at the same time because it's like somebody might get scared when they're like, okay, well, they on to me. You know, I don't want to cause them to shut down. Yeah, you can cause them to shut down. And then you don't have no, you know, no connection to them at all. And you never know what may happen. But then also, too, you have to kind of you have to be close to let them know, like, hey, if you need something, I'm here. Like, I can't. You know, I know you my friend. I love you. I care about you. I don't want to just let you deteriorate. So, you know, and it's, it's hard. And that's one of the things that uh, me and one of my closest friends, we were talking about, like, as far as, like, how do you think you can, um, how would you suggest helping somebody who don't even seem to um, acknowledge the fact that they have a problem themselves? Like, how do you, how do you, um, how do you make somebody see See some. I don't know how to worry. Like, okay, we we know you have a problem. Hell, you know you, you got a problem. problem. But, you but it's like, admit. why you don't want to admit it? Right. And it's like, how do you help them admit it? Because they may not admit it to you. But it's like, well, shit. If I can at least get you to see, like, hey, it's, something's going it's something on. Something going yeah. on. Like, you know, if you want to deal with it on your own, you can. But at the same time, I want you to get there because I know somebody like that. Like, she she screams for help all the time on the internet, and I'm like. And I hate when I see people under those posts that's like, like, I don't see people comment under a post where somebody is, you know, 
um, show signs of like a suicide attempt right. or something like that, and, and somebody be like, "Oh, up. you do it." Right. Like, why would you say, say something, something like that? Because people be like, "Oh, well, I feel like if you just if you gonna post it on social media, you you sound stupid. You ain't gonna do it no way." Like you just because somebody doesn't heal or they don't, you know, they don't have, they your, don't strength. have your strength yeah. or they don't do the same things as you do or they don't vent or deal with their issues the same way you do, that doesn't make them any less valuable. Exactly. Like you cannot downplay the way somebody handles a situation because it's not what you're used to. Some people, that may be all that they, that they have. have. Yeah. And me, I noticed I had to correct something within myself because I had a habit of when I see people putting all their business on social media, I used to always make posts like, Twitter is not a diary. Facebook mm-hmm. is not a diary. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sometimes about to stop saying is. that because yeah, sometimes, sometimes that's, it is. that's all they have. And unfortunately, that is all they have. And they, you know, it could be, you know, to us, it's as simple as, no, I'm going to write that shit in my journal. But some people, they like, no, I need to vent this way. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I cannot knock somebody and how they quote unquote heal right. or how they vent or you know handle their problems because that's not what I do so I'm like you know I'm gonna stop saying that and then I've been re- like I've reached out to complete strangers like when I see something like hey are you, you okay? know yeah like yeah. I know you don't know me or you probably don't care if I reach out to you but if you want to talk you know or you know just I don't know whatever you want to do like I'm here you I'm you know here's my number or we can communicate this way you right, know because you whatever. know people be like Like you said, I don't want nobody in my business or who are you. It's like, you know, you obviously feel like you can't talk to the people around you. That's why you vent in this way. So talk to me or I can give you somebody else to talk talk to. to. So, you know, it's. I would say I was that person. And because of that, I lost friendships because of it. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say lost, but excluded myself from my closest friends. Mm-hmm. And it was because I didn't know what was going on with me. So I couldn't really tell you what was going on with me because I don't know. Right. And because I didn't understand, I can't make you understand. So it was kind of like when you have those type of people, I say my best my best advice is just to rock with them. Rock with them. Through, you know what I'm saying? If them are your people and, and and it's somebody that you love and you care for, you got to rock with them. You can't don't don't turn your back on them. Because right. you never know what can happen. They can yeah. be, you know, because with anxiety and depression, it's tricky. One day you can feel okay, and tomorrow you can feel completely opposite. So when you, if you do have somebody, a friend or a relative that's kind of battling that, don't want to admit what's going on, it may not be that they don't want to admit it. It may be they really honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. Because I laid in bed for weeks and couldn't get out of bed for weeks, and I just thought, oh, okay, I'm grieving, I'm grieving. But grieving how long I mean nobody has a time limit on grief Mm -hmm. but when it started to go past the sleeping and now I don't even care if I get up and go to work now Mm -hmm. you know I'm saying I'm starting to lose friends now it's starting to affect how you know I'm saying people even want to be bothered with me then that becomes a problem but it's going to take that person to really change I can guide you and I can give you the rules to the playbook all day long, but I can't make you play the game. Right. You have to play the game for you. You got to mm-hmm. do it for yourself. That's so true. So if you got somebody like that, like I said, just just hold on to them. It's going to be some days where y'all going to be the best of buddies and they're going to be normal. And it's going to be some days you're going to be like, all right, I can't deal with you. And on those days, give them their space. The worst thing you can do to a person that's that's dealing with anxiety and depression is force them and hover over them. I used to tell this person all the time, we would get into it or we would have disagreements and they would constantly want to keep going, I need five minutes. Mm-hmm. Give me five minutes to, to calm down and get my thoughts together because if you don't, I'm going to react and I'm going to lash out and there's no telling what could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't want that, you know what I'm saying, you don't want that to happen because after it's done, you be like, whew, like, yeah. why did I have to, you know, like I didn't have to take it there. But right. You're so you hold so much in, you're so bottled up that you sometimes spill over. So it's kind of like a give and take. Like you gotta kind of take some of their nonsense, and then you kind of gotta give them some space. But if you see that they're getting way off into the deep end, where it's like okay, they they're talking about suicide and all of that, definitely get them some help. You know, don't go to the journaling and all of that. Like that means they're too far gone. Yeah. Get them some help because we can't keep losing lives too. Depression and anxiety when it's something that can be cured if we just put more time into it. We mm-hmm. put all this time in the social media and all this time in the, 
you know, what the celebrities got going on, but you're not in the city trying to take care of your own people. How? Right. And then also, too, one thing that you said that I think is very important is, like, you may have somebody, because I went through a lot like that when, especially last year, where I would have a day where I would seem, like, completely fine. And then the next day, I would be like, I just wasn't feeling, like, nothing. And then also, too, though, one thing that's important is, you know, always check on, like, your strong friends. And also, too, like, don't all, don't always think that just because somebody is okay on the outside that, you know, everything, everything is all together. together. Yep. Especially if you notice a pattern like, oh, well, we was just together on Tuesday and everything was cool. And then, you know, here come Wednesday. Like, now she, oh, no, I don't want to do, like, huh? Like, you know, right. if you notice certain patterns within certain people, like, then obviously, you know, there's an issue that needs to be discussed and, you know, addressed. So, that, like, I noticed I would have a lot of days like that last year and also, too, where um, people would say stuff where um, last year, where last year, where, um, like, I would, uh, I went through so much. And then when people would reach out to me, they like, dang, I didn't know we was going through none of that because we used to go to this place right. and that place and you just seemed like so happy or you always was like the fun person, da 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 Like I would have never known. I'm like, because I mean, when you're going through that and then especially when you in that part of the the depression or the anxiety where you don't want to admit that you got a problem, you're not going to know. Like I did a, a damn good job. I feel like it hiding a lot of the stuff I went through last year and Still, like, when I really broke down to, like, my best friends and was telling them, like, this is what I went through. This is how I felt. It, they was, like, in tears. Like, I cannot believe. Like, I probably yeah. talk to you, like, every, every day. day. Like, and why didn't I, you say something? Like, you never said I'm like, because I, y'all know, like, I'm just not that person that will spill my stuff out yeah. to y'all. I will be the person on the receiving end. Y'all can give me this information all day, but I'm just not quick to be like, hey, you know. I'm going through this. I feel like this, this, and that. Because it's like, unfortunately, even though you're talking to the people that care about you, you still feel like, why Why you care? Right. Like, why would you? Always yeah. the, it's always the judgment. And you know what? Half of the time, it's you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you feeding yourself the negativity. Yeah, that's you true. You know, and we have to stop doing that. We... We're so quick to say something negative before we say something say something positive. Mm-hmm. It takes not even half the energy to put in a positive thought as much as it does the negative. Yeah. So even if, you know, your friends, like I know with me, my friends never would judge me, never would, you know what I'm saying, look at me funny for anything that I've done, good or bad. But it's that anxiety and it's, the, it's that depression and it's that you're telling yourself, you know, like, nobody care what I'm going through. Nobody this, nobody that. And what you start feeding your mind is going to become your reality. Yeah. Yes. So when you start telling yourself that, oh, life is horrible. I'm never going to make it out of this. I'm never going to be able to do this. That's what's going to happen. And then it doesn't help when you, you know, surrounding yourself with people that necessarily don't have your best your interest. best interests, yeah. yeah. So it all plays a factor, and that's what Detroit Reflections kind of, it kind of is. It's about weeding out everything because it's not about your mom. It's not about your best friends. It's all about you. It's mm-hmm. not even about your kids. And I love my son to death, dear. You know, but if I'm not in tune with Jasmine, if I'm not okay, I can't be a good mother to him. Right. I can't be a good sister. I can't be a good friend. And that's what was starting to happen. I had to look at all the relationships that I was causing problems with and having everything commotion, and it made me look at my reflect mm-hmm. on myself. Okay, what's going on with you? Right. And one of the major things also is that we don't know how to love ourselves. And yes. at 26 years old, I can honestly say I'm just learning how to love myself. Yes. Yep. Just now. I'm, I'm in that same space, too, because, like you said, like there were so many things I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to – my podcast, I was originally supposed to start last March – and literally, like, a couple weeks after that, like, that's when my my um, breaking point was. Mm-hmm. And I, like, put the shit off, and I didn't really start until the end of October. And it was just because, like, I once I realized, like, I really had a problem, it was like, okay, I came out of my issue. But then I was like, you know what? I still don't feel like I'm ready. Like, I need to correct myself, get myself all the way together because I have so much that I want to do and that I want to work on. Like, there is no way with me being in a bond state – 
and stuff that I'm in that I will be able to do anything. Like, all it's going to do is just crash and burn. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not even in the right mental space right now to accept, you know, all the things that, you know, may come into my life. So, you know, and also, too, like you said, loving yourself, like, it took a lot for me to realize, like, damn, I really don't love myself. Even in my last relationship. Relationships. And, yeah. and my, last, <laughs> my last relationship. And I, t- I try not to talk about that relationship. Not to say that it was just, like, the absolute worst thing in the world. But it was just, like, a lot of my mental health played a part in why our relationship was not successful. Mm-hmm. Because, like... I felt like he wanted to love me, but I didn't allow him to because I didn't love myself and I didn't want to admit that I didn't love myself. Even though he constantly would say shit all the time, like, you don't even love yourself. And I'm like, you know, somebody telling you that, you're like, like, what are you talking about? Like, yes, I do. (laughs) But it was like reflecting back on the things that I went through and how I treated certain situations, how I was about myself and my struggles and everything, I'm like, yeah, I didn't love myself, and I know I had an issue. I didn't want to admit that I had an issue, even though, you know, it was signs, obvious signs. They're like, you going through something. You need to handle this. You need to, you know, work through this or, you know, go see a therapist. Start doing this. Start doing that. And I'm like, man, whatever. Like, this right, just, you like, know, I'm, I'm just having a bad that. day yeah. or, you know, something to happen. And then I'm just like, oh, you know, whatever. But then it's like when I start realizing certain things, like I remember one day, we had a great day. Woke up the next morning and then he was like, "Like what's what up? What the hell wrong with you?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm just, I just wasn't feeling it." And I'm like, "I don't know." Like, I was like, "Oh no, you know, I'm just having a bad day." And he like, "No, you, you do that kind of often." And then it's like, once I started realizing, like, yeah, I got a problem. It was kind of like it was too late. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I need to. I also don't feel like, and I'm different. I feel like I need to handle stuff by myself like I felt like me being in a relationship I wasn't going to fix myself like I needed to be single and be by myself to get myself together like because there's no way I can have a successful relationship or anything friendship or anything if I'm not put together put together myself like I cannot be of any value to you if I'm no value to to myself and so you know I definitely feel like recognizing that you're having a problem and genuinely taking the steps to fix it is definitely important. And it took me a while before I got there because I feel like I knew I had, I knew I had a problem for a minute, but I just, excuse me, I didn't want to accept it enough to where I was like, okay, now I need to start doing something about it. So until like last year, but now I'm finally in a space where I'm like, you know, I love myself. Like, I, you know, I accept my flaws and, you know, I know what things I have that I need to work on, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, I know what it takes to love now. I feel like, like, I've been single now for well over a year, and I'm like, you know, I feel like if I were to enter a relationship now, I feel like I would know how to love somebody, like, mm-hmm. back then, even before him, not even just him, like, just people um that I had been involved with before, I'm like... I didn't know how to love this person, or even more importantly, I didn't know how to accept love. Right. So I feel like now going forward that I I know what my issues are and I know how to work through them. Now I feel like I can you finally, can. you know, move forward. I'm not going to say too much about relationships because, you know, that's a kind of a yeah. <laughs> uh, touchy subject. But I will say, dealing, you know, with when, when Jesus, <laughs> with men and women, when, you, when it comes to a relationship, you got to be there for your partner. If you're not going to mm. be there for your partner all the way, let it go. Please, yeah. because you tearing her apart, she tearing you apart. And at the end of the day, it's no good for none of y'all. You know, for, for nobody. It's not, it's not going to be a good outcome at all. And one of the things that, you know, in a relationship that I've, I've learned is that when home ain't right, nothing ain't right. And that's one of the biggest things that can have an impact on you mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever, is that if your situation with your spouse is not right, everything around you is going to seem like it's falling apart. So if you are in a toxic relationship, step away from it. If you are a toxic person, take some time to yourself to realize you're toxic before you go jumping into somebody else's life and get they... Or all screwed up, you know, because yeah. two screwed up orals, it, that really ain't going right. to work out, you know. Right. 
But that's all I'm going <laughs> to touch on about relationships. Yeah. yeah, I and it took a while for me to realize, like, that I was being the toxic person. And I felt like when I really sat back and realized, like, some of the situations I had gone through, whether in or outside of a relationship, I'm like, damn, I caused a lot of this shit myself or a lot of this could have been avoided. Like, I had demons that I was fighting and didn't know how to mm-hmm. fight or whatever. I'm like, it really takes a strong per- Because I feel like when you feel defeated, you just feel like, you know, so weak. Like, I'm not strong enough to to overcome what it is right. I'm going through. But I feel like what we fail to realize is, like, the fact that you've accepted that there's a problem and that you know that there's something to be done, that right there is a sign of strength in itself. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, just going forward and trying to push over those obstacles and things like that, like, that definitely, that's a sign of strength. Like, just just don't give up. And, you know, if you know you have something that needs to be fixed, just do it. Like, that's all it is to it. Like, no, once you have that thought and you recognize that there's an issue, just fix it. Right. Like, it may not come overnight and it may not be easy, but just start from there. Baby steps, that's still progress. Right, absolutely. So. And that's what I tell people when dealing people who suffer from anxiety, because my anxiety <clears throat> is horrible. I mean, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. I have been doing really, really well. But one thing that I do encourage people is take the small steps. Stop trying to give yourself big projects and expecting you to get it done in a day or two and then you be frustrated and all depressed and upset because it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Start with something simple. Making the yep. bed every morning. Washing <clears throat> the dishes. You know, going to get, whatever it is, just start with something small and it'll make you feel good about myself. Because I don't make my bed. I'm sorry, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> and I just started recently doing that, but it, it gives me that extra boost in the morning when I be like, okay, I completed something. It may be small to something else, but to somebody that's really struggling and going through something, that little detail yeah. of me being able to get up every morning now that it's a habit, now I do it without even thinking. I make my bed in the morning because it's become a part of me. But doing that every day, it, it just made me feel like, okay, I'm I'm doing something better. I'm, I'm achieving something. Mm. And... What people kind of fail with is they try to go out and be the baddest so quick. Yeah. And it's like, slow down, because when you do that, you get discouraged and you get frustrated and you give up easily. But if right. you take your time and do like with this, you know I don't talk to people, <laughs> I don't, you know, or even do anything like this. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying, you know, right. and, and I feel good about it. And that just gave me, I was already, you know, on fire and had amazing energy. But now my day is going to be, like, super amazing. Nothing is going to be able to bring me down now because I just accomplished something. I just did right. something different. Right. And also, too, like, on the first day of the um, the anti-anxiety challenge, it was write down five things that you were grateful for. And just me writing out those five things, like, really helped me a lot because I'm like, you know, we so quick to think about, you know, the negativity and stuff in our life and, you know, skip over and not appreciate the small things. But, like, when I wrote down, like, the five things that I was grateful for, I was like, these are really, like, kind of, they're big, but yet very small mm-hmm. things. And I feel like when I look, I looked at the list, like, for the longest time, like, wow, like, this just, it was really like an eye-opener because I feel like we can easily just take these things for granted, like, something as simple as, like, my health. Right. Like, you know, like I'm here and I'm able to like, you know, freely move and, you know, do certain things. I'm like, you know, certain, like not everybody has, you know, can walk from here to there or like, you know, anything. And then it's like, it's not to say like, because I can do these things and you can't, like, I'm not trying to take away from that because you're still blessed and things like that. But I just feel like there's so much that we take for granted and we don't really realize. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't really take we don't really take the time to, like, realize, like, hey, you know, you there are people in the world that don't have this, you know. And so. that's what kind of made me gear towards the five graver things because it was just like, as a mother, I worry so much about Jace. Okay, I got to make sure I go to work because I got to make sure I got lights and gas and make sure he got his tablet, make sure he got a way to school. I got good transportation. Mm-hmm. And then when I was doing the Flint drive, um, I just made it, it just, like, kind of broke my heart because it's like the the mothers in Flint, that's one more thing they got to worry about, fresh water for their kids. I don't have to worry about fresh water for Jace. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't have to work. We can go get bottled water and it ain't six and seven dollars, you know, or, you know, we can we got a good filter where I can filter the faucet water and it's still good. Mm-hmm. That's just one more thing that they that they have to worry about. And I'm sitting here complaining about, oh, you know, I got this going on. I got this going on. And they're literally, you know, up there trying to figure out how they're going to make their kids take baths and right. and do all of that. So you have to you have to get out of yourself sometimes and really feel like like. It may not be you can't you may not be able to eat steak and lobster every day. But guess mm-hmm. what? You ate today. You ate, yeah. Be grateful. You ate. You know, you may not be able to drive a whatever, you know, Cadillac mm-hmm. or whatever, but you got transportation to get you from, you know, A to B. And I feel mm-hmm. like we take that for granted a lot. You know what I'm saying? And that too that, that has a, a factor to do with, you know, your self image. Because mm-hmm. once you start to get in that, you know, in that light or start feeling that way you start portraying and walking in that path, and then it starts to make you look, you know, people start to view you like, okay, what's up with mm-hmm. you? Like, you know, you start to get a certain type of aura about yourself, a negative aura, and that can drown you and cause you to be a negative person. So all of it kind of, the calendar was really inspired to just get everyone to do small things and accomplish small goals, to kind of get away from the social media or get away from, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling trapped with, just try it. You know, just try to try to take this calendar day by day. And even after you accomplish the small things that's happening day by day, you feel good, you know? Right. So so is it anything, like any advice that you would give somebody that may, oh, my goodness, I'm sorry, uh, my shoulders is killing me, um, that you would give somebody that um, may be listening out there and they're like, you know what? They're right. Like, I have a problem, but I don't know. Because I feel like a lot of um, a lot of what we run into is, like, I don't know where to start right. or, like, where to go. Like, what would you – what advice would you give somebody to, like, make that first step? Um, I would first say to identify – first identify what, what your mental illness is. Because, yes, anxiety and depression is a mental illness, but there's also – schizophrenic and you know mm-hmm. uh bipolar disorders so and those are a little bit more serious you know not saying that anxiety and depression and suicide isn't but those just take a little bit more you know to handle and to deal with yeah. so that would be my first thing is to find out go see a therapist go go talk to someone a counselor uh a therapist someone that doesn't know you. You can mm-hmm. reach out to me. I don't know you and I'm not a therapist and I can't necessarily diagnose you. Right. But you know, that will be the start. If you're starting to see like you can't get out of bed, if you're starting to see like normally you keep your room and your house clean but it's a mess. If you can't wash the dishes, if you don't want to go hang out with your friends friends or whatever, that means something is wrong. Yeah. So if, yeah. I would just say start there and then um journal, talk. Talk. Don't be afraid to talk. Forget what else, what everybody else has to say about you for mm-hmm. one minute. Don't think about the outside world. Kind of focus on yourself. And just do whatever it is that you have to do to let it out. And don't be afraid about the backlash or the, you know, the negative that you're going to get from it. Because that's what we worry about so much is our image and the negativity. Once you let all of that go, you'll be good. And lastly, just let yourself. Yes, absolutely. Because like you said, when you... If you too much worried about like the backlash and how somebody's gonna think, then you that right there is setting yourself up to never be happy anyway. Yep. Because like I went through a lot like in life where I held back a lot of myself or I didn't want to express myself or share certain things about myself for like forever. And then I just was like, oh, you know, cause somebody gonna have something to say about this, or what if my family don't like this, or my friends might treat me different because of this. Like it's just you not you not making yourself happy. You are not living your truth. Right. And then it's like when you hold that in, that creates way more problems than it needs to be. It's like cause first of all, you going off of the what ifs. Like you don't even know if something bad is gonna result from it. Exactly. Like just get it out. And then I feel like if anything, if you get it out and then you receive any type of backlash or any type of negativity, then those that might be an eye opener that you needed anyway to like weed out who you do and don't need in your life in the Absolutely. first place. So Absolutely. I feel like if you have something bottled in or, you know, you feel like you suffering in silence, get it out. And the sooner you do, even though 
it's going to be hard because it's not an easy task to do. The sooner you do it, you're going to immediately notice a change. Like, it may be, like, the smallest thing, but I can guarantee you the second that you start living your truth and you start to get out the things that you have bottled in, you are going to see, like, a, an instant. A 360. Yeah, you're definitely going <laughs> to see, like, an instant sigh of relief. So def- that's definitely most important. So, <sighs> man. But, yeah, this has been um, a very interesting conversation because, you know, like I said, like me and Jasmine, and I know it sounds weird to say, like, we knew each other before each other was born. <laughs> like, because our our parents, like, grew up together, and, yeah, naturally me and Jasmine grew up together. So it's just interesting to have this conversation with her because we both kind of knew that each other were going through things, but we never really got the opportunity to actually sit down and talk about it. So I was very happy to see that this is what she chose to get involved with because I know I have my struggles with it, it's, you know, myself. So we can kind of like learn from each other in the process and we can also help each other in the process. So I definitely want to thank you for coming through. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So definitely, you know, if people want to reach out to you in regards to like any type of like mental health resources or, you know, like you had said earlier, you know, you always have an open ear. If somebody just wants to talk to you or just want to learn more about Detroit Reflections, where can they reach you at again? You can reach me. um, My Instagram is Detroit underscore Reflections. My website is www.detroitreflections.org. And the email address is DetroitReflections at Yahoo.com. Again, if you know me or if you don't, please reach out if you're suffering. Uh, Like I said, I'm not a therapist, but I'm always willing to help. If you want to learn more, there are resources on my uh, website that um, show places where you can go that um, they take that take insurance for those that don't have insurance for those that. Um, are looking for something maybe 30 minute just a little consultation so definitely check us out and stay in tune with the things that we have going on and don't forget to continue to do the 31 day anti-anxiety challenge absolutely and also um, I have an update from my social media pages so y'all don't have to remember a thousand different um, pages anymore both my twitter and my instagram are now (laughs) Jay over there laughing at me. Um, both my Twitter and my Instagram are now Motor City Oprah. That's just Motor City Oprah spelled out, no underscores, no nothing like that. They are both the same. And also be sure to follow um, the uh, podcast page. And that Instagram is views from the thick. And then Twitter is views from T thick because they don't let me spell it all the way out. But again, y'all, um, not only is May. Um, Mental Health Awareness Month. It is also Urban Podcast Month. Um, definitely come check us out next Friday the 18th here up at um, Shop Talk Podcast Studios. We are we will be here with uh, Shop Talk, um, also Unsavory Antics and TCE Pod playing um, Black Jeopardy for the Culture and um, also what's the oh Hip Hop Trivia. So yes. Definitely, 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 y'all come out and support. The first podcast event that they put on was absolutely amazing. So I'm super excited to celebrate y'all 100th episode. Congratulations on that, Jay. <laughs> and one year, um, I think it's the one year of Unsavory Antics. One year, yep, one year Unsavory Antics. So definitely uh, check it out. The tickets are $10, $15 at the door. Uh, We're going to have a good time, y'all. And also, I will have um, more colors of my Views from the Thick hat. I'll have the denim, the Carhartt-looking color, and the uh, camo. Available and I have just a few select colors of the Motor City Oprah star, uh, shirt in white. So definitely uh, hit me up and also artists. Don't forget to email me your music at views from the thick PC at gmail.com to be featured on an upcoming episode, please. And again, this has been episode 13, and I will see y'all next time. Peace.